Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 504 for the 19th of Nissan in a regular year. And the subject of today's episode is going to be something which we started talking about in a previous episode where we talked about Brene Brown. And you can go back and listen to that earlier on. I don't remember which episode number it was, but we talked about the idea of a healthy shame. So we're going to address this idea again today. And I'd like to start off by talking about something which is at least for the for me who am recording this episode and if you're listening to this in the year that I'm recording the episode which is 2022 is still pretty close and near and dear to our hearts namely the covid pandemic and quarantine so the year was 2020 not too distant past from now and as we all know we were pretty much all stuck in our homes, not able to go to work, not able to go to any social events or anything like that, not able to be around any other people at all. And we stayed at homes for in our homes for months on end. And something happened to a lot of us during quarantine, not not everybody, but a lot of people, which is what they let themselves go. A lot of people gained weight. A lot of people stopped putting on makeup. A lot of people stopped getting dressed they would just you know wear pajamas maybe many of you can relate to this um people stopped getting their hair dyed people stopped going to get manicures i know i stopped getting manicures during during that time definitely i stopped buying clothes who am i buying clothes for i'm not going to be seeing anybody so this is a natural human phenomenon right is you know you're not going to be seeing any people so why would you dress up why would you make yourself look your best and I think it's a really interesting psychological experiment that happened, which really brought to light, and each person obviously to more or less of a degree, some people really took this to the extreme, some people less so, but how much do we really dress up and make sure our appearance is acceptable for ourselves or for other people? And so I think this really relates to today's Tanya a lot because what we'll be learning about today is this idea of feeling a certain, trying to cultivate a, a certain sense of shame in the face of God, to cultivate a certain sense of like embarrassment kind of, which we tend to think of these words as being negative, that they have a negative connotation in our culture. But as we'll learn, and as we've learned already a little bit in Tanya, they're not necessarily negative. And that actually developing a certain sense of shame is not the worst thing in the world. And there's something positive to that. As we can see, even when it comes to people, there's not necessarily something bad about feeling a sense of embarrassment if your neighbor comes over and you want to make sure that you're dressed. That's that's a healthy, functional human trait. 
And so what Tanya teaches us is that we really want to develop the sense of shame in front of God to a greater degree, a far greater degree than we have it in, ter in terms of human beings. However, as we all know, this isn't necessarily the easiest thing to do. And so actually one way to do this, one way to try to cultivate and um, develop this sense of shame or the sense of reverence in front of God is to really think about this sense of shame that we have with people and to think about how we don't do certain things in front of other people. And we, we tend to behave very diff differently when we're around ourselves and when we're around other people. And a lot of times, let's say if, if it comes to doing things that are against Torah, doing things that are negative transgressions and things like that, sometimes the biggest deterrent to that is if there's somebody in front of you. Like, even there's this idea in, in Judaism called Maris Ein, like, um, which literally means like for the sake of seeing to the eye, which what that means is that we, we are careful not even to enter into places that are not kosher, like a McDonald's or something like that, even if we're not, even if it's just to use the bathroom, because we don't want to give the impression to somebody who might be seeing us that we're going in there to eat. So we really actually, it is part of our Jewish culture, our Jewish heritage to be really sensitive to what people are thinking of us. So there is a certain type of peer pressure that's embedded in Judaism so that let's say if somebody is really tempted, they smell food that isn't of the highest standards of kosher, let's say, and they really feel like eating it. If they're amongst their friends who are very religious, there's a good chance that that itself is going to be the deterrent to them. They don't want to be embarrassed in front of their friends, so they're not going to eat that food. So what we'll learn in Tanya today is that having getting in touch with this sense of embarrassment, the sense of shame, the sense of like peer pressure that we have with people is actually a good thing and can actually help us in terms of transferring this into our relationship with God and becoming aware of the fact that even if no physical human beings are around us, we actually do have somebody looking at us at all times, which is God. So this can be really helpful in the sense of sometimes like we know that we are trying, really trying. We've talked about this already throughout this chapter, the last few episodes, we're really trying to cultivate this internal fear of God, this internal sense of awe and shame in the face of God. But we might get frustrated in this process because we might not feel this emotionally. Like we might be walking around and being like, well, I'd like to feel a sense of fear of God, but I'm not trembling. I actually feel totally fine. I don't feel this sense of awe and shame. So am I doing this correctly? And what we'll learn about in today's Tanya is that so long as you really try to cultivate this awareness, even if you don't feel it emotionally, even if it translates into you not doing certain things because you would be embarrassed in front of God, just to the same extent that you would feel that in terms of people, that you wouldn't do these things because you'd be embarrassed in front of people, then you're on the right track and you're doing the right thing. And this is totally fine and acceptable. And obviously there's always room to grow, but this is, it's, it's, it's very encouraging basically. And then at the end of the section, then we're also going to bring back in love. So there's been a lot of focus on fear and about cultivating this fear. And we talked yesterday, yesterday about the idea that if you just have love and you don't have fear, you're totally not on the right track at all. But today, towards the end of the section, the ultra rabbit, while after speaking about this whole idea of shame and awe and developing and cultivating this whole sense of fear of God, he is going to bring back in 
love. And he's going to talk about how love is also important. So let's get into the text and see how the altar of it discusses all of this. And then we will bring it back together. So again, just for context, yesterday we ended off by discussing this idea of serving God like a servant and how important that is and serving God out of fear. And so now the altar begins here and he brings up the case of somebody who does not feel a sense of awe or or shame at all, not even in their minds or in their thoughts. And why would this be? This would be because of the low level of their soul, which whose source is from the lowest aspect of the 10 spheres of Asiya. So this is like somebody whose spiritual source is pretty low. It's from like the lowest level. And this is why it's like they don't have the sensitivity to really feel this sense of awe, even in their minds. Nevertheless, so what should such a person do? Like a, such a person might feel really discouraged. Like, you know, they're not cultivating this type of shame and fear and awe that they're supposed to be cultivating. So the altar of says, nevertheless, since they have the intention in their service to serve the king, then this service is totally complete because yura, like fear or awe and service Avoda are considered to be two different mitzvahs in the category of the 613 mitzvahs. So if in the counting of the 613 mitzvahs, one of those is fearing God and another one is serving God. And so they're, they don't exclude one another. Like they're, they, each one is its own thing in its own right. And not only that, says the altar rabbit. So basically he's saying, don't be discouraged. If you don't have Yura, at least you have service. So it's as long, as long as you have the right intention, then you're still serving God. And also the truth is, says the altar rabbit, he is also fulfilling the mitzvah of Yura, of fear of God, in the sense that he is drawing down this Yura, this fear into his thoughts. Because at the very least, at this moment, then the fear of heaven is upon him in the in this very moment while he has this intention at least to the extent that he has this sense of fear of a person of flesh and blood of like just a regular person who is not even a king who's looking upon him that who is preventing him from doing something that he shouldn't be doing so this is like what we talked about in the intro so basically so like at the bare minimum the ultra rep is saying a person who really has this intention to serve God like a king, even if they're not feeling it in like this really strong way in their mind, even like it's not like arousing within them, at least says the altar rabbi, he'll have the sense that of shame, the same way he would have in front of like a person of flesh and blood, that the same way that a person wouldn't like walk around naked in front of a stranger or even a friend in front of their friend or something like that. So too would this like this level basically of shame that a person would have in front of a person, this will translate in, in terms of doing and behaving properly in front of God and doing the right thing in front of God. And this says the ultra rabbi is called Yura. This is called this fear or awe as Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said to his students that if only you should have fear of heaven upon you as you have fear of flesh and blood. So it's like, even though this is like the bare minimum, we're saying that we should at least have the sense of fear of, um, of God, the way we have, we fear man. The Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was saying that like, if only we should have the sense of fear of God, like we fear man. So if only like really, this has so many implications in our daily life, like how this could 
one way that this could apply to you, for example, is like, let's say if somebody has a job, somebody's in a job and the boss requires that the person works on Shabbos and the person might be really, really scared of their boss. And this came up numerous times throughout his Jewish history when people, I mean, it's still relevant today when the boss tells somebody that they need to work overtime or they, they need to do something on Shabbos or whatever, or anything that might compromise Jewish values in some sense. Or let's say if you're working in a, in a certain company where they require you to do something that's not so ethical, or that might be like sort of iffy in terms of Jewish law or something like that. So what do you do? So you might feel scared of your boss and you might feel like, oh no, I don't want to lose my job. And you feel ashamed. You feel embarrassed. Maybe you're, you're at a company meeting and they're serving food that is kosher, but it's not necessarily the kosher standards that you hold to. And you don't want to look silly. You don't want to look foolish. So you might be tempted to just eat the food. So the Alter Rebbe here and Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai is telling us that that same sense of fear and shame that you have in front of your boss or in front of your colleagues, if only you had that same level of shame and embarrassment in front of God, that itself would be like pretty great. You know, that would be like the bare, bare minimum of what we're aiming for because you're embarrassed because of your, in front of your boss that like you can't come to work because it's Shabbos or you can't eat that food because it's not at the highest level of kosher. What about God? God is standing there in front of you and you should feel at least equally as embarrassed in front of God. And that should motivate you to not break Shabbos, to not compromise on your standards of kosher or ethics or anything like that. But now Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai is basically teaches us here that not only that, but having just that bare minimum fear of man can actually be a real deterrent in terms of breaking Torah. Because he says, what do people tend to say when they're about to commit a sin, God forbid, is they say, I hope nobody sees me. I hope nobody is watching me while I'm doing this. So while they may be oblivious to the fact that God is always watching them, at least they're aware of the fact that sometimes people could be watching them. And that itself could be a huge deterrent in terms of them going against God's will. And so now the altar says, but so, okay, so this is a certain level for sure. And this is a certain level of yura of fear, but this type of fear is called lower fear and it's fear of transgression and it precedes wisdom. So it's before, it's not like a wise type of fear. It's just like a very simple, basic level of fear. Then there's something called supernal fear or supernal awe, in Hebrew. And this is called the fear of shame, like a, being ashamed. So these are two different types of fear. But without any type of fear at all, like without any of these, then one's Torah and mitzvahs cannot fly at all with just love alone. So this is what we talked about yesterday, this idea that you, you can't just have love. You need to have fear as well. Because just like, says the Altarabba, a bird cannot fly if it just has one wing. And so this is why you need both. You need love and you need fear. And they're both considered two wings, as is explained in Tikkun Zorar. And then now here, this is where the Altarabba brings back love. So he says, just like you can't only have love without fear, because that's just one wing and you can't fly. Similarly, you can't just have fear without love because fear without love is also just one wing and it can't cause the bird to fly. And so even though when we have fear, then it's called the service of a servant, as we talked about, and we mentioned this yesterday, there needs to also be the aspect of, of a child, of a son, in order to arouse the, the, the innate love that we all have that is hidden within the recesses of our heart to become revealed in our minds. 
at least this level of, of love to remember our love of God, of, of one God in our thoughts and in our will to be able to cleave to him. And this should be one's intention when they're involved in Torah study or in mitzvahs should be in order to cleave their soul to their godly soul, as well as their animal soul and all of its garments to God. So that's the end of the section. So just to recap that. So basically what we, first of all, what we learned about is this idea of how essential fear is and how cultivating this level of fear, even if it doesn't, even if a person doesn't, even if this doesn't lead a person to actually feel feelings of fear within their heart or within their mind, even like they're not trembling or anything like that. So long as they develop this base level of fear that is like equivalent to the fact that they're, they're scared of doing a, a sin in front of people because they're embarrassed in front of people this is pretty good this is this is at least the bare minimum of where we want to be because this itself is going to serve as a deterrent to um to not transgress god's will so from here we learn that peer pressure or being embarrassed in front of people is not necessarily a bad thing and so the fact that people let themselves go during quarantine is actually very normal because um it is human nature and it's a, it's a positive thing to feel a sense of shame in front of other people. And we shouldn't try to quash that. We should actually try to develop it and really get in touch with that. And then we also started to get into this idea of just as we learned yesterday that having love without fear is not enough because that's just one wing and not two. Having fear without love is also not enough. And that we actually want to develop both. And just like there are two levels of fear that we discussed, there's lower fear and there's higher fear or awe, which is we're going to break down what both of these mean later in the Tanya and the upcoming sections of the Tanya. So too with love, there's different levels. And at the very, very bare minimum, if we want to have both wings to fly, to have our tournaments as fly, then we need to cultivate this the bare minimum of love. So what is the bare minimum of love? So the bare minimum of love is is awakening and arousing this innate love that we all have within us that's found in the recesses of our heart and have it to become revealed in our mind and just to become conscious of it. So basically just becoming aware of the fact that we all have this inner love within us. So once again, so just to recap all of that, what we want to try to do as Jews is to cultivate and become aware of the... At, at the very least, the bare minimum of fear and love of God. So the bare minimum of fear of God is to become aware, to be to be scared of doing transgressions in front of other people, like to really develop the sense of healthy embarrassment, healthy shame. And this bare minimum of love is to really get in tune with the fact that all of us really do have this innate sense of love within the inner recess of ours of our hearts and we just have to uncover it we just have to become conscious of it and think about it and and like remind ourselves that it exists so that is it for today and we will continue along these lines tomorrow and i will speak to you then and have a kosher and freilich and pesach thanks for listening to the it is top podcast hosted by sarit switzer this podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, 
Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow. And until then, have a great day.